Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover as we talk investing, finance, and retirement as we usually do. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Everything's going well. Trying to uh, get in this... Uh uh, way of doing business and and meeting people at a distance and uh, oh, yeah. just kind of just trying to do the best we can. Yeah, I hear you. Well, so Steve and I usually do these. We we've been saying we social distance for a while. We've been doing our podcast conversations over Zoom uh, the entire time we've been doing the show. And today, for some strange reason, we decided to turn on the cameras so I can see the lovely view behind his head. Uh, that's uh, that's a nice looking, like uh, uh, nice, nice and green. A lot of trees back there. It's a good it's a good. A lot view. of trees, very green. Yeah. Uh, it's a cemetery, <laughs> so it's it's always nice. Uh, there's a lot of activity. It's out always there. quiet, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, we had a huge. Um, we had an officer uh, shot in the line of duty oh. a couple of weeks ago, mm. and uh, first one since 1985 in Oklahoma. Oh wow! Believe it or not, and we had a had a huge uh, memorial service for him last Wednesday, one week ago. And this, they closed down both sides of the road and thousands of of uh, people here. And gotcha. that that cemetery back there was busy and. It was quite a sight, and and they did a really nice job in honoring. Uh, that's that's uh, the awesome. Officer. That's good. Yeah, unfortunate that it happened, but good that they uh, did a nice service. And you were telling me that the the building is pretty identifiable. I, everyone in the area calls it the Darth Vader building because it's all black. It's all black, and it's kind of just a different shape. And for since it's been here thirty some years, they've always referred to it as the Darth Vader building. Gotcha, gotcha. So interesting tidbit here today on the show. And of course, Steve's looking in my studio behind me, which is nothing to look at. But in the interest of Darth Vader, I do have a little tiny R2-D2 back there in the corner. You can see Oh, I it. can see it. Yeah, I can see it now. Very nice. <laughs> so not a nerd at all. Anyway, we're going to jump into our topic today and have our conversation. Uh, actually, this is going to be kind of interesting. So, you know, our topic is going to be around Dave Ramsey's advice, Steve. So should folks sometimes be wary of it? And uh, I'll kind of break this down for you a little bit. But, you know, Dave's big show, a lot of respect, you know, among savers and investors. He's been on for years. He's got a you know very powerful, uh, you know, brand and network and, and all these kinds of things. But is all of his advice worth following? Is it possible that some of the things that he uh, talks about on his show might actually not be beneficial to some people. So it is possible, like anything, not all advice is good for all folks. So let's take a look at some of Dave's most uh, popular advice and some of his biggest sayings and see if it might make sense for retirees and pre-retirees and just if you agree or disagree with some of it, all right? All right. All right, so we'll start with his debt snowball uh, that's that you know, thing he does where he's talking about paying it down with the lowest balances first, regardless of the interest rates. What do you think? I think that's a great strategy to do. I think, and I want to make sure everybody understand, I don't have a problem with, I think Dave Ramsey does a lot of good stuff mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and he, he's got a lot of good information and this is one of his best gotcha. strategies that he puts out there. I really think it's it for anybody, it's a great strategy. And, um, so, because that, that let's be real, that's who he's targeting. Oh, sure. Yeah. People who are, who have struggled with debt. And, um, I think his debt snowball is, is an outstanding, uh, strategy to use. Again, it's a strategy. If you're going to do it, you got to do it. So, but I, I, I think the debt snowball is, is one of the best things that he talks about. 
Okay. All right. And yeah, and again, like every situation's different, every person's different. So, you know, the role behavior takes in our investing lives is one that we're all familiar with. And again, you know, having conversations if you're working with an advisor, as always, debt should be part of, you know, how to most effectively, you know, eliminate it or remove it as we get closer to retirement. All right. Another one of Dave's is uh, just invest in the mutual funds. I'm kind of paraphrasing that a little bit, but Dave often suggests that investing in you know, just a couple of mutual funds might be the way to go. What's your take? Well, for some people, it might be the way to go, but you need to look at look at the whole universe. There are other options out there, index funds, mm-hmm. ETFs, structured notes, fixed indexed annuities. Um, some people like variable annuities. So you shouldn't just limit yourself to mutual funds. In his advice, he really... He talks about four different mutual funds, okay. growth, growth and income, aggressive growth and international. Gotcha. In a round sense, that's good, good diversification, but you don't have to do that all in just mutual funds because there's some good parts to mutual funds. And there, I think we, in some of our past podcasts, we talked about some of the hidden expenses in just plain old mutual funds, right? Uh, transaction fees and turnover, which leads to excessive fees that you don't even know that you're paying. So- just investing in mutual funds, I think on a good plan, you might have a mix of a lot of different things okay. uh, in your plan. So not, I, I don't agree with just buying mutual funds. Okay. All right. And so oftentimes he'll also talk about unrealistic expectations. So on several occasions, he's, Dave has implied that you can expect, you know, 12% sometimes is the conversation return on your money if you follow some of this guidance and this advice, and that you can plan on spending about 8% of the money you know, in your retirement, that seems to go against a lot of numbers that we typically hear. Now, granted, this a lot of this information was pre-coronavirus, but still, even then, I would think that those numbers are a little bit uh, high, in my opinion, anyway. The time I yell at the radio if I'm listening, because <laughs> I won't listen to him, is that. Okay, uh, all right. If I were to tell somebody, oh, you can expect a twelve average 12% return, and you're going to be able to take out 8% and reinvest the 4 Mm-hmm the regulators would would be all over me earning average of 12% a year i don't know if anybody who's averaged as like where where are you finding it every yeah. single year yeah as he states and he won't say who he uses or what he uses but i i definitely know if you use the four mutual fund types that he has that's not average 12% per year every single year gotcha now he may have on those in the good years he may have averaged he may have earned 18, 19%, 20% last year from 17 to 18, probably would have earned 18, 19%. But in some other years, 2011, that wouldn't have happened. So those are unreasonable expectations. And the other part is you don't have to earn 12% on your money every single year. It's all dependent upon other issues. How much guaranteed income do you have? What are your expenses? What are your foreseeable expenses? And in some cases, you really only need to average about 4 to 6% per year, which means you don't have to take as much risk. Averaging 12% a year, that is a tremendous amount of risk you're taking. And in his portfolios, we've done some analysis on them before. He okay. said, okay, if you were in those four groups, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth and international, how would they perform? And what we just went through would have been a significant down. Mm. I mean, we're talking 40, 45% down. Oh, ouch. And so whenever you get that kind of high rate of return average, 
you're taking a lot of risk. And most people don't need to be taking that much risk. Okay. All right. Well, we're talking about Dave Ramsey's advice and and is it always effective for the audience that he's talking to or just in general. And like anything, I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't say no matter what you're listening to, whether it's our show or any other show, you should always run your specific information against uh, a conversation with a financial advisor like Steve Hoover, because uh, every situation is different. So anything you hear typically on a radio show or even podcast or talking heads on TV, uh, there's a lot of generalities involved. They don't know your specific situation. So always bear that in mind when we're having these conversations. I got a couple more I think we can squeeze in here, Steve. Uh, The cut retirement savings while paying off debt conversation. Dave has often suggested and outlined in his baby steps to stop contributing to retirement plans until you get out of debt. Uh, The only exception being the mortgage debt. Is this ill-advised in your eyes? I kind of go back and forth on this, but one. My feeling that I lean towards most of the time is you can do both. Okay, You don't have to totally stop you're uh, investing for retirement. Now, one thing he does say that if you do get a match on your money at your 401k, he will say, put the money in to get the match. Sure. Uh, anything above that, throw it at the, at the debt. And I agree with that. I think what you need to do is if you have significant debt, you need to start looking at your expenses. You can still save for retirement, but you also can go ahead and start paying down that debt. Okay. Now, he wants you to pay that debt down as quickly as possible, which I would as well. But if you put yourself on a plan, you can get that debt paid off in three or four years and still have money saved, still be putting money into your retirement account going forward. So I don't say just stop contributing to your retirement to get yourself out of debt. I think you can do both. Okay. All right. Uh, And I think that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people as well. And then the final one, Steve, would be the one size fits all plan. Again, back to the baby steps. Dave's got those seven baby steps uh, and they're great and all, but doesn't a one size fit all approach, you know, kind of go against the grain of what really makes a financial plan great for the individual. I mean, I just got through saying that everybody's situation is different and there's are, there are specifics between what you might need, Steve, versus what I might need. And so is the one size fit all to me, that just seems like not a good way to go, but what's your thoughts? Well, I, I think the, the steps are okay. Okay. I think, I think his steps are, are just fine. They're easy to understand and they're easy to implement. You know, a thousand, the first step is a thousand dollars in, in cash. Then it's three to six months of uh, living expenses. Okay. Then it's reducing debt. Then it's, you know, those steps going forward. So now I don't, I don't particularly have a big problem with his baby steps. It's just depends on how much goes into those areas, you know, a thousand dollars cash, which we have found that most people don't have any cash. Uh, right, they right. don't have anything. Well, uh, coronavirus average, has shown us that for sure. Yeah. Oh, what's happened here? Yeah. Um, most people don't have three to six months worth of expenses covered as e- either. Right, right. So I, I think as I go through it, I think it's good. It gives you a blueprint. Each person is going to be different, especially when we get into, you know, paying down debt. Again, it goes back to our last point. Do you pay down debt and stop contributing to retirement? Right. Or do you do both? So I think in that part, you kind of go back and forth and it's each individual. The first three steps, which are, you know, the the $1,000 payoff debt, three to six months. Those are pretty standard, and I don't have a problem with those. Well, and I think you got to remember a lot of his audience, too, though. His audience is younger as well, typically, and and people that are in a lot of debt. So that does make sense. And the one thing that, and and I won't put this out there, and the one thing that I totally agree, I mean, I I 100% agree with him on, is student loan debt. 
Okay. And I see it all the time. I talk to people, I see it coming through here. The amount of student loan debt is outrageous. And with the the schools people are going to, getting the degrees that they're getting, and, and he says this all the time. I mean, somebody will say, well, I have $150,000 debt, student loan debt. And his response is, who's the doctor? Who's the lawyer? Right. Oh, no, I'm, you know, I didn't finish or I finished and I'm uh, in, you know, master's in social work. We need people who do that. But you need to figure out how to do it without going in, in tremendous debt. So if, if I agreed with him on one thing, 100%, no, no back and forth, is student loan debt. And unfortunately, that's gotten out of control. It really has. Yeah. And we've definitely had conversations around that as well. So, all right. Well, that's going to be our podcast this week. So, you know, do you agree with us? Do you, uh, and I don't know if agree is a good word, but do you, you know, what's your own thoughts on some of these conversations? I think like anything, some of the advice can be beneficial to some and not to others. So just make sure, as I mentioned before, that you're always talking about your situation with a qualified professional uh, as it pertains to your unique individual situation. And if you need some help, reach out to Steve anytime at 913-685-3207. That's 913-685-3207. You can also go to the website, which is wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. And actually, we're doing something fun this week here as well. We've got a book to give away, and it is uh, Simply Wealth by Nick Murray. Is that correct? That's correct. It's the title Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth. And okay. it's a great book. Nick Murray is somebody I read, and, and he's he's been in the investment world for 50 years. And he, he wrote a book that I, I buy and give out to, to people. And it, it's a lot of it's just good information for in, individual investors. You only have to read maybe two chapters in the book. And uh, I'd be happy to send that book to anybody who emails me and asks for the book. I'll send it to them. There's no cost or obligation. I'll just pop it up and send it to them. Okay. Well, go to wealthpartnerskc.com and send an email if you'd like at wealthpartnerskc.com. Or you can email Steve at steveh at wealthpartnerscorp.com. Steve H at wealthpartnerscorp.com. And with that, we're going to say goodbye this week on the podcast. Steve, thanks, my friend. I appreciate you as always. I hope you stay safe and sane, and uh, I'll see you soon. Thanks. We'll talk to you next time, folks, here on The Retirement Pilot. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all the major apps for podcasting. We'll catch you next time here on the program. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.